Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Philosophy Sessions podcast with Phil Washington. I am your host, Phil Washington. Thank you so much for joining me once again, whether you're listening to me in the car, at home, at work, or while working out in the park. It's a blessing and an honor to be a short part of your day, so thank you once again. Welp, it's the most wonderful time of the year yes (laughs) yes ladies and gentlemen the nfl playoffs are finally here thank you lord what a year of football this has been and we're going to talk about it let's start with the american football conference let's start with who did not get in houston texans listen I couldn't even tell you the team's identity because I think they're still trying to find out exactly who they are and what they want to be. I mean, they just fired Lovey Smith. And the only players I know on the team, quarterback Davis Mills, running backs uh, Rex Burkhead and Damian Pierce, wide receivers Brandon Cooks and Philip Dorsett. They also have a nice little cornerback there, Derek Stingley Jr., but he's on IR. That's it. That's all I got for the Texans. Sorry. The Indianapolis Colts, okay, this team hasn't been the same since Andrew Luck left. You want to talk about quarterback problems. They went through all three quarterbacks this year, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, and Nick Foles. Now, they fired Frank Reich and brought in ESPN personality Jeff Saturday, who I he's, he's had little to no coaching experience and... That didn't help. Why you make that move, I don't know. It also didn't help that they lost all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor. So, who knows with Indy. The Denver Broncos. Broncos country. Let's ride. Yeah, you guys are riding right back to your ranches and hopping on the ski slopes because your season is done. I know the Broncos were going to... I knew they were going to finish last in the NFC West. By the way, the AFC West... Uh, that division is the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders. We'll get to the Raiders soon. That division is tough, but with Russell Wilson, you would think you would have a shot. Apparently not. Russ definitely was not himself. Uh, Coach Nathaniel Hackett didn't do Russ any favors as head coach because there were some very interesting play calls that just didn't add up. And if you look at the roster, the defense is the strength of the team. Offensively, you have enough weapons to put points up on the board. It just didn't happen this year. The Raiders and the Browns, clearly disappointments. Uh, The Jets looked to be good until Zach Wilson decided that it wasn't his fault that the team lost to the Patriots in November. From that moment on, the Jets lost confidence in their quarterback and themselves. The Tennessee Titans, to me... It it comes down to quarterback play and wide receivers. Defensively, they're good, and they kept them in games. As long as Derrick Henry was healthy, he gives you a chance. Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, Josh Dobbs, they just couldn't get it done. They only have two wide receivers, Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. Side note, as an Eagles fan, thank you, Tennessee, for that draft night trade of A.J. Brown because you saw how that went. Raiders and Steelers. Now, listen, with the Raiders, is Derek Carr the answer at quarterback? 
is Josh McDaniels the answer as head coach? I personally thought I personally thought Rich Basaccia should have been given a chance because the team played well under him. You have a great running back in Josh Jacobs, wide receiver in Devontae Adams, but the second worst defense in the conference ahead of the Houston Texans. The Steelers, they're out, but with new head coach Kenny Pickett, or new quarterback Kenny Pickett, uh, they're going through some growing pains. But with Mike Tomlin, he, he always finds a way. He found a way to keep his streak going of having winning seasons. I respect Mike Tomlin. He's one of my favorite all-time coaches. He's always been consistent, and he always keeps the Pittsburgh Steelers relevant no matter what. With that being said, now let's get into it. Now let's look into the AFC playoff picture. Your number one seed, the Kansas City Chiefs. How would they play without Tyreek Hill? Would the offense miss a beat? Not really. Big Red Andy Reid and his outstanding coaching staff will always find a way to put Patrick Mahomes in good situations. Travis, Travis Kelsey is out there balling. Nicole Harmon, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jarek McKinnon, Juju, Marquez, they're all making plays. Defense is top 12. As long as they have Patrick Mahomes, they will be just fine. Your number two seed is the Buffalo Bills, and they are going to go up against the Miami Dolphins. Now look, if the Dolphins don't have Tua, I'm not giving them much, much of a shot. I'm sorry. Now, all right, look, they have Teddy Bridgewater, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, but a middle-of-the-pack defense isn't going to do it, especially against a Buffalo Bills team that had many outlets picked, picked them as the favorite to not only represent the AFC, but to win the whole thing. Miami has to go to Orchard Park and play against a highly motivated Buffalo Bills team that is playing with DeMar Hamlin on their minds. DeMar Hamlin, listen, I'm so glad he's feeling better and the recovery is progressing well. I'll tell you what, for a while, it did not look like DeMar was going to make it. The outlook was grim, but the power of prayer from around the country, along with the amazing and quick work of the trainers, doctors, medical crew from both Buffalo and Cincinnati, helped save this man's life. I think Miami keeps it close in the first half, but then Buffalo lays the hammer down, sends Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins back to South Beach. Your number three seed, Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to go up against the number six seed, Baltimore Ravens. Now, right now, I don't know what the status. Well, I don't know what the status is of Lamar Jackson, or what it's going to be by the time we get to this weekend. But if Lamar can't go, I can't see how this Baltimore team is going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. J.K. Dobbins, he's a good running back. Sammy Watkins is the only wide receiver that I know. Mark Andrews, he's good for a few catches. And the defense is top 10. You can't rule out Baltimore's D. They've, they've always been a good defense, really good run defense. Meanwhile, you look at Cincinnati, they are the defending AFC champions. They have Joe Burrow smoking a cigar while throwing dimes to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon running all over the place. Their defense isn't the best, but you got Eli Apple, 
Trey Flowers and Jesse Bates back there. You're fine. Evan McPherson is a stud kicker. That's going to be something to watch for Cincinnati, especially coming down the stretch. If you know they need a they need a big time field goal, Evan McPherson is that dude. Now the only way Baltimore has a shot in this game is if they keep Cincinnati under 100 yards rushing and under 20 points. If that happens, they got a good chance. But unfortunately, I just don't see it happening. I think Cincinnati wins this game. I think they win it by 10. Your number four seed, a little bit of a surprise here. The Jacksonville Jaguars, winners of the AFC South. They are going to take on the number five seed, Los Angeles Chargers. This game intrigues me a lot. Trevor Lawrence against Justin Herbert. This is going to be fun to watch, especially in Duval. Congrats to Doug Peterson and the Jaguars for winning the, the division and getting back in the playoffs. The Jags are that team that can surprise you. Along with Trevor Lawrence, they got Travis Etienne at running back, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk at wide receiver, good tight end, and Evan Ingram. But their defense is one of the worst in the playoffs, but they have played hard, especially down the stretch. You have to take this Jags team seriously. Doug Peterson has been there and, dug and done that. Look what he did in Philadelphia with a backup quarterback. The Chargers are a very talented team on both offense and defense, but whenever it comes time for the playoffs, they just can't kick it into high gear. They just can't take it to the next level. Now, is it coaching? I mean, you have a lot of playmakers on offense to score points with. Dudes like Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. On D, you got Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Derwin, and Derwin James. On paper, you would think the Chargers should win this game. But they are going to Jacksonville. So, you know, I don't know who to pick, but it would not shock me one bit if the Jaguars found a way to win this game so ladies and gentlemen that's your afc playoff picture let's take a quick break and when we come back we will visit the national football conference the nfc this is the philosophy sessions podcast with phil washington the nfl playoffs super super wild card edition we'll be right back All right, welcome back. This is the Philosophy Sessions podcast with Phil Washington, Session 102, the NFL Playoffs Super Wild Card Edition. In part one, we just went over the AFC. Now let's check out the National Football Conference, the NFC. Let's look quickly at the teams that did not make it. Chicago Bears. The only good thing about the Chicago Bears is Justin Fields. He's going to be a star. But he has to remain healthy. 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 2,200 yards in the air. But he ran for 1,143 on the ground with eight touchdowns. Justin Fields was pretty much the only, he was the offense in Chicago. But he needs help. He needs more than Chase Claypool and David Montgomery. They are a young team, 
but fun to watch over the next couple of years. The Arizona Cardinals. Now, I just found out that they fired their coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Only after they just extended his contract through 2027. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray gave, this, gave the Eagles fits earlier this season. As a matter of fact, if the Eagles didn't partially block a field goal at the end of the game, the Eagles would have lost that game. Instead, the Cards lost the game and later in the season lost Kyler to an ACL injury. Looks like he may not be back for the start of next season. So right now, Arizona has no starting quarterback, no head coach, and really no direction. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins and Zach Ertz, that's all that they have. Now, you want to talk about falling from grace. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Rams, the reigning and defending Super Bowl champions. They gone. Done. What happened? Well, start with quarterback Matt Stafford suffered a spinal cord contusion that knocked him out. Enter Baker Mayfield. He tried. You have uh, no OBJ. Sean McVay and the play calling was not good at all. But, you know, it doesn't help that they lost Kevin O'Connell to the Minnesota Vikings. By the way, if you don't know, Kevin O'Connell was the offensive coordinator for the Rams before he got hired to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. You lost Cooper Cup to injury. You lost Van Jefferson to injury. Now, the defense played well in the first half of the season, but then faltered in the second half. Just nothing good came out of this season for the Rams. So we'll see what they look like next year. The Atlanta Falcons. What's their slogan? <laughs> Rise up. How about no? Here's the thing. <laughs> I like Marcus Mariota, but I don't think he was the answer at quarterback. Sorry. Sorry, I don't. Desmond Ritter, he's going to be nice. Patterson, he's a good running back. Drake London, I like him. He's going to be a nice wide receiver, but you have to pair him up with somebody. Kyle Pitts, he's that dude at tight end. Defensively, uh, they need some help. Special teams is what kept them in games. As a matter of fact, the Atlanta Falcons were the best special teams unit in the entire league. Now, you add some pieces to the team, they can make a run at the NFC South here soon. The New Orleans Saints. The Saints are just a gritty team. They were the fifth best defense in the league. And it showed, especially when they played Philadelphia two weeks ago at Lincoln Financial, People thought the birds would handle the Saints, and they should have, but they did not prepare well against them. Defense won the Saints a lot of games. Andy Dalton showed that he can still ball. They have good running backs, especially with Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. They're really, really nice wide receivers. And you always have to keep an eye on Taysom Hill. That's a team that could challenge Tampa in the South, especially whenever Brady decides to call it a career. All right, the Carolina Panthers. Honestly, I don't know too much about this team. I was about to bring up Marcus Mariota, but he plays for the Falcons. Sam Darnold is the quarterback. Apparently, he did all right. Wait, wait. All right, hold on. I just realized this. 
did did everybody in the NFC South have a losing record? Hold on, let me see. Huh? Yeah, they did. Wow, that's crazy. All right. Well, anyway, they have DJ Moore, Deonta Freeman, and some other people. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Carolina Panthers fans. All right. I don't know your team. My bad. Okay. I'm going through the roster. Hold on. Josh Norman. Okay. Xavier Woods. Cam. Or Okay. Cam Irving. Yep. That, that's, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, listen, that's, pr- that's practically all I know. Who? Wait, who's the coach? Steve Wilkes? Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. All right. Well, they're not in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. You matter, Carolina Panthers. Y'all matter, but in in this case, you didn't make the playoffs. So listen. All right. Uh, let's see who. Whoo! This is gonna be good. Green Bay Packers. Okay. This team right here. A. A. Ron himself. Aaron just needs to keep his mouth shut. Sometimes. I would not say you're gonna win. To then only get beat by the team that got knocked out of the playoffs an an hour before game time. You knew. You knew Detroit was going to be pumped up and ready for this. This is not the first time Aaron Rodgers didn't deliver when it was all on the line. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But didn't the 49ers defeat the Packers in Green Bay at Lambeau last year in the playoffs? Yeah. And this year... He throws a crucial interception with less than three minutes left in the game. Now, listen, I know he was hurt, apparently, but you got to make better decisions than that. Next question is, what's next? What's next for Aaron? Is he done? Is it finally Jordan Love's time? Green Bay's defense was middle of the pack. I think, what were they, 17th to be exact? But the team was going to go as far as Aaron would go, which in this case, on vacation. Washington Commanders. Okay, first and foremost, let's just get this out of the way. Carson Wentz is not the answer. You got to go with Taylor Heineke and have Sam Howell as your backup QB. The Commanders had the third best defense in the league and it showed, especially when they played when they gave Philadelphia their first loss of the season and then gave me as a gift during the last part during the final week of the regular season. By straight up embarrassing the Dallas Cowboys. Offensively, they have studs in J.D. McKissick, Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Johan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, and Logan Thomas. The defensive line is stacked. They're always coming after you. Listen, if they can figure out the quarterback position, they're going to be really, really good. Finally... The Detroit Lions. Listen, I'm glad they beat Green Bay last night because that was one hell of a football game. I love Dan Campbell as their coach. The team feeds off of his passion and energy. You know, now that I think about it, the opening week win for Philadelphia against Detroit looks so, so, so much better now. And Jared Goff, he was was starting to get going. He looked a lot more comfortable. The offensive and defensive lines were really good. DeAndre Swift, he is a beast at running back. DJ Shark, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, they're all, that is a nice wide receiver core. 
They just have to fix their defense because their defense wasn't the best. As a matter of fact, they were the absolute worst in the league. If they can clean that up, Detroit's going to make some noise. I mean, they, they damn near did it this year. They're going to do it next year and for years to come. All right, let's go ahead and check out this NFC playoff picture. I'm going to save the Eagles for last. They're the number one seed in the conference. But here's how the rest of the NFC shapes out. Your number two seed is the San Francisco 49ers. They're going to go up against the Seattle Seahawks, the number seven seed. First and, for first and foremost, all the kudos in the world to Geno Smith. What a year he's had. Shout out to Pete Carroll and the coaching staff for putting Geno and the offense in a good, good position to succeed. Kenneth Walker at running back. They still got Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Laquan Treadwell at the at the wide receiver position. Defensively, they're not the old Legion of Boom, and they're probably going to struggle. Matter of fact, no, they will struggle against the 49ers, but it got them this far. It got them to the playoffs. Speaking of the 49ers, this is probably the one team that, as an Eagles fan, I can think of that can represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. They're going to give Eagles fits if if these two teams meet. San Fran is the best defensive unit in the league, and they were the fifth best in the league. Um, fifth best offense, sorry. Fifth best offense in the league. Second best in the conference only to the Philadelphia Eagles. The 49ers, they can beat you in all types of ways. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell is back. He's running back. Debo, Debo is back as one, as running as a wide receiver. George Kittle at tight end. Fred Werner and Dre Greenlaw scare the hell out of me at linebacker. Three of their defensive backs, their names. I'm, I'm not kidding. Their first names. I'm not kidding when I say this. Jack Rabbit, Diamador, and Tarvarius. If I'm the opponent. I got to go up against that? <laughs> Shoot, I'm worried. Uh, I feel like I was just reading the East-West College football game rosters from Key and Peele. No lie. But in all seriousness, the 49ers, they are the real deal, and there's no question they're going to go ahead, and they will handle the Seattle Seahawks. Here's another good game. The number three seed, the Minnesota Vikings, they're going to go up against the number six seed, New York football Giants. Now, these Minnesota Vikings, they might be one of the luckiest teams in the entire league. They have won more close games than anyone else in the league, but they got the second worst defense in the league and the worst defense coming into the playoffs. If you're going to beat Minnesota, you're going to have to outscore them. Kirk Cousins, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, he's going to make you pay with his arm, especially since he has Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, and Dalvin Cook to throw to. Dalvin can also be a game changer in the in the uh, backfield as running running back since he runs the football. The addition of T.J. Hawkinson from Detroit was a nice pickup at the trade deadline. Defensively, you can run and throw on this team. They gave up around 390 yards a game and 123 on the ground, so you can run on them as well. The New York Football Giants have turned it around with coach Brian Dable and defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. Uh, Dable got the team playing hard, and Martindale's defensive scheme, defensive scheme is giving teams problems. Daniel Jones, he's a good quarterback. 
He can run too, so you got to watch out for that. Saquon Barkley had a great year. Great, great year. A decent collection of wide receivers in Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton. Defensively, Adoree Jackson, Nick McLeod, Landon Collins, and Xavier McKinney. They are, they are excellent corners and safeties. Now, this game could go either way, but I think Minnesota's offense will overpower the Giants. So I'm going to take Minnesota to win this game over the New York football Giants. All right. This one. The number four seed, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, going up against the number five seed, Dallas Cowboys. I cannot wait to watch this game on Monday night. Does Tom Brady have some playoff magic left in him? Dak Prescott has been turning the ball over lately. He's been horrendous, especially in this last game against the Commanders. And look, listen, it wasn't just him. Ezekiel Elliott had eight rushes for 10 yards against Washington. I guarantee you that won't happen in Tampa against the Bucs. The Bucs have the 10th ranked defense in the league. But they also gave up an average of 120 yards on the ground. But Tampa has been there and they've done that. And they're actually now getting healthy again, which is not good for Dallas and not good for the rest of the NFC if they get through this round. I like Dallas's defense, Dallas's offense. I like them a lot when they're clicking. I love Tony Pollard over Zeke. CeeDee Lamb, or as I call him, CeeDee Lamb Chops, is not necessarily a number one receiver. But in Dallas, that's all they have, so he's gonna have he's gonna have to he's gonna have to do. Dalton Shorts, Dalton Schultz, sorry, Schultz is a formidable tight end. Uh, defensively, if Micah Parsons is loose, he is dangerous. And don't forget about Demarcus Lawrence, too. On the Tampa side, besides Tom. You got Leonard Fournette running the hell out of the football. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones at wide receiver. Their defense is gritty, but you can run on them. But I would be careful throwing on them. Pass defense is good. I, I think 27 points is going to win this game. I, I, I don't trust Dallas. I, I just don't. Especially after they just put up only six points against Washington. Now, Tampa's defense is not as good as Washington, but they are stingy. They're very stingy. So that's why I am taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. It's going to be close. I'm going to say 27-23. When we come back from this break, I'm going to talk about the Eagles and their chances. Uh, we'll go through my final thoughts on the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend and more. This is the Philosophy Sessions Podcast with Phil Washington, Session 102. The NFL Super Wild Card Weekend Preview. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. I said I was going to leave the Eagles for last, so here we are. Finally. At the beginning of the season, I had the Eagles finishing 11-6 and and challenging for the NFC East title against Dallas. What they end up doing? They end up going 14-3, winning the NFC East title, and getting the number one seed in the conference. After the acquisition of A.J. Brown during the draft, 
then getting Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean in the draft on paper, this team already looked good. Then they get C.J. Gardner-Johnson before the season starts. Then during the season, you end up trading for Robert Quinn, then signing Linval Joseph and Indomica So, Like, what? How? How did this happen? Howie Roseman, the general manager, he's done a masterful job on shaping this roster and dealing with the cap space. Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen have done a great job on offense. Defensively, Jonathan Gannon, has, has he's done a good job. Now listen, they are the number two defense in the NFL. And even though as Eagles fans, we don't exactly know what scheme Gannon runs, it gets the job done for the most part. He challenged, he changes the scheme based on the matchups. And listen, I respect that, but it's just not something that we're used to watching. This isn't the Jim Johnson blitz heavy, I'm not worried about giving up the big play defense. When it comes to special teams, Jake Elliott has been fantastic this year. He's been absolutely fantastic. But if the Eagles are going to succeed, we all know it comes down to one player. Number one, Mr. Rent is due, Jalen Hurts. Listen, before he got hurt in Chicago, Jalen was having an MVP-type year. He threw for 3,700 yards. He had 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. But he also ran the ball for 760 yards and got 13 touchdowns. Miles Sanders went over 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. A.J. Brown had 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns. Devontae Smith had 1,200 yards and 7 touchdowns. On the defensive side, they had 70 sacks with four players having over 10 sacks. This Eagles team set many team records. It was a historic year. But now, how are we going to finish? I honestly don't see a team outside of the San Francisco 49ers, at least in the National Football Conference, the NFC, that can give the Eagles problems. And yes, look, we don't have a healthy Lane Johnson, Avante Max, we don't have him as well. But if Jalen can use his feet again, his shoulder gets healthier and confidence starts to build, this team has a really good chance to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. But we won't find out for about two weeks when the Eagles play again. But until then, we got a lot of really good football games to watch. All right. So before getting up out of here, I always want to leave on a positive note and with a positive quote. So your quote is going to come from Tim Howard. And he says, quote, winning is fun. But those moments that you can touch someone's life in a very positive way are better. And always remember, you are loved. You have value and you are worth it. All right. Thank you all so much for joining me for session 102. Stay tuned to my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, for updates on the next episode. If you want to listen to previous episodes of the Philosophy Sessions podcast with Phil Washington, you can go to the podcast's official website at anchor.fm forward slash philosophy sessions podcast or search on spotify we're there as well 
Until then, until next time, God bless you and your families. Thank you for listening. Class dismissed. The views and opinions expressed by the Philosophy Sessions podcast with Phil Washington are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Philosophy Sessions podcast. Any content provided by our authors or content creators are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you.